Sure, the Chicago Bears will be once again drafting very high in the NFL draft. Sure, the Blackhawks may have a superstar in their hands, but they will be drafting very high in the NHL draft coming up. The Chicago Bulls will be drafting very high in the NBA draft coming up. The Chicago White Sox, well, let's just say there's talks about going to a new city. And the Cubs, it was a heartbreaking end of September. The year may be coming to an end and there may have been so many heartbreaks, but it's full of love here on the Sports Cubicle as we draw the end of 2023. I'm Mike Mercado. It is Devin Tingle. It is Paul Shavar. We hope each and every one of you is having a safe and wonderful end of 2023 and enjoy its beginning of 2024. And we are here to talk about the year that was in sports the champions, the triumphs, all the great moments that we saw on our beloved four and all the other major sports. But before we get to all that, why don't we take a listen on three of the big ones that we have been talking about here on the Sports Cubicle. Lowry searching, looking, looking, finds Struce back to Lowry. There it is, three-pointer, won't go, rebound, Paul, Paul, Paul. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. In one of the big moments, the Denver Nuggets, the Joker, won his NBA championship, his first NBA championship. But that wasn't the only first that we saw in the major sports. Why don't we take a look at what happened on the ice over in Las Vegas. 20 seconds remaining. The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. But that wasn't the only team to win their first championship in 2023. Why don't we see what happened in the desert of Arizona? In their 63rd season. It's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series! Going back and listening to some of these moments, watching them, whether you're a fan of those three teams and all the other teams that won national championships, that won in the WNBA, that won in all these different sports, I think how cool 2023 was. So hearing those moments, I'll throw it to you, Paulie. Anything stick out to you? We've talked about the different champions, the crowning achievements, but really appreciating 2023 and we'll start with the Rangers since you're the local baseball guy how amazing of a run that was for Texas how amazing of a season it was in Major League Baseball we talked about the World Baseball Classic kind of putting it all together uh, putting a a bow on Major League Baseball 2023 uh, it was weird the rule changes kind of provided a little bit of a different tone of the game the playoff expansion that we've seen over the couple of the season now provided a little bit of randomness of so all of the best teams got knocked out after having that that delay from uh, getting a buy into the divisional round uh, it, it, I mean the Rangers aren't a surprise they were they were a good team all season but dropped the division on the the last day of the regular season uh, when the Houston Astros ended up winning on that last Sunday and the Rangers lost it, it I mean all in all I thought it was a good season I thought the Rangers were representative of one of the better teams maybe the best team in the season so it was exciting um, but one of the things we're not talking about with with some of these big sports stories a lot of stuff 
off of the uh, away from the courts, away from the fields, the business side of things really was the big impact in 2023. But I also wanted to circle back to what you said at the top of this segment when you mentioned all these Chicago teams drafting high. What Mike Mercado meant was not that their draft positions, not only are they going to be uh, really early on in the drafts, but the cerebral state of mind of all of these teams <laughs> have been uh, that they're, they're quite high with the way they're running these organizations. Oh, that is as poetic as it again as you think about the ownerships and all these different teams in Chicago. And I want to talk about losers since we're talking about Chicago teams in just a second. But Devin, let me go to you. We're talking about winners right now, and we're going to get back to to kind of the off-the-field stuff. But really fast, you heard the Rangers, you heard the Nuggets, the Knights, all these other teams. Your thought, putting a bow at the end of NFL, MLB, NBA of 2023. I guess I'm having deja vu, I must say. So we had three teams in their first ever championship in their respectful league. I mean, I can't think of a time that's ever happened before. I mean, if you guys can think of, I know they every team had to win their first that's won a championship, obviously, but three in the same year, it's pretty crazy. And to go back on what Paul Asher's over there said, I mean, at least we could say that we have three top 10 Chicago teams in the draft position, at least. And if you just pretend, if pretend that, you know, the draft position isn't based on wins and losses, it's just based on things like your owner's pretty smile. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, a, the only things. Even then, we won't win with some of the teams in Chicago. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and talk about losers since we're here already, right? Like, we're being facetious. Like, obviously, there was a lot of good that came in some Chicago sports. There was some fun. If you're a Cub fan, if you're a Bulls fan, you're looking forward to the trade deadline. The White Sox, it's a new day. We'll see what happens with Chris Guts and everything down there. But the Bears, obviously, the end of this season, the start of a new regime. There was a lot of stuff that happened off the field for the Bears this season, Paulie. Where are you with the sad states of some of the teams here in Chicago as we draw the end of 2023? Uh, there's really no hope for a lot of these different teams. Oh, and Devin, by the way, 2019, I, I saw uh, Toronto Raptors, Washington Nationals, and um, St. Louis Blues all yeah, won their right. first championships that year. But that's rare. It's it's extremely rare that, that you see that happening. Um, but I, I really had to like go back and look that one up. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we could break it down by team. Uh, the, the Bulls, I think, could be the most interesting because I think they have assets to trade. And I think with the right moves, you know, the right situations, it's going to take a lot of change. You know, maybe Billy Donovan doesn't end up being the coach anymore. Maybe you find a home for Vooch. Maybe I think if you restructure that team, you might have something better because what they have going, they expected it to be one of the better teams in the East, and it's one of the worst teams in the East. With the Cubs, we saw that they have a baseline that they were they just missed the playoffs by a hair. Yeah, they're they're major players for for certain free agents, but uh, as we're recording this, they haven't really hit on a big one yet. But there's still enough of a base there where they should be a decent enough team in a bad enough division and now have the best manager from that division, Craig Council, coming from the Brewers so that they are the most optimistic look for 2024. White Sox are a wild card. We don't know exactly what this team is, but we know that they haven't been making the moves that are wowing you and impressing you. Sure, they could be a team that might be a surprise standout, but anything uh, remotely close to a championship is uh, is laughable. Blackhawks have Connor Bedard. So, I mean, yeah, they got to put a team around him, but but they're still kind of in the early goings. Uh, and then the Bears, you know, the the you, you, we got to know what they're going to do with their quarterback at the end of the season. Of course, they they might be in another rebuild. We don't know. Um, as we're recording this, Matt Eberflus might still have a job. 
Um, you know, there's another week left to go in the season. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. We don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback with one of their draft picks early on. We don't know if they're going to trade Justin Fields, keep Justin Fields, build around Justin Fields, blow up the whole thing. We don't know if Ryan Poles is still going to have a job. They're going to sign Jalen Johnson. You know, and, and when I was reviewing yeah. 2023, some of the big stories, I'd forgotten that Kevin Warren was hired in 2023. We haven't heard from him. That's why. Yeah. It's, well, it was January yeah. Yeah. when he got hired. And it, it, to me, it feels like he's been here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And not just almost one full season. So I'm really glad, though, that you brought up some of the optimism for some of these teams if you're looking for that. I, let's leave the negativity in 2023 moving into 2024. So, Paul, before we turn the calendar, let's leave a grievance back here and let's look forward to the future. So before we do that, what was the one thing that disappointed you the most in the year 2023 with a Chicago sports team, an international sports team, something that emotionally or personally impacted you and as a fan that you want to leave back in this year and you want to look forward into 2024. It could be the White Sox. It could be whatever. But I have so many to choose yeah, from. Yeah, I, I know, Do I choose the White Sox losing 100 games when they were expected to be decent? Do I choose, uh, uh, me personally, Manchester City winning the the, the European Cup? Do I choose the the Raiders uh, actually going through with Josh McDaniels? But, but the bright side is they fired him Dude. after... After things looked so bland and one-dimensional under this offensive guru that they they decided to clean house with four and a half years left to go on his contract. You got to like that. But <clears throat> to pick one thing, I think the the White Sox losing 100 games because as a fan, it just it, it turned me so far away from the game. And it pivoted me more towards what I do anyway, where I like watching the entire league. So the White Sox did me a favor by removing me from the fandom so that I can enjoy the baseball season without them. I like that. That's not that's actually a pretty good way of looking at it. And positive. Positivity heading into the new year. So, Devin, before we get to the negative negativity, some optimism for the teams in Chicago looking into 2024. Who do you think, if you think so, or some optimism thoughts for fans of of the struggling Chicago teams? I think the only two teams I have any hope for with the 2024 would be the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, the Cubs, you know, were so very close to making it through the wild card last year, and they fell apart. They fired David Ross, you know, have the most, the highest paid manager in baseball. At the time of recording, you know, things can always change. We don't know who will get hired next. And, of course, the Blackhawks have Connor Bedard, and they're building a team around him. They're they're clearly not going to, you know, be a playoff team this year. But, you know, moving into the 2024-2025 season, I can definitely see the Blackhawks at least squeaking in, you know, maybe through a wild card or in the first round, you know, divisional, something along those lines here. The Bears and the White Sox. Uh, you said save the negativity. You know, come back to me because I have a lot to say about the negativity of Chicago sports. Well, why don't we go into it? Let's leave that negativity in 2023. What negativity do you want to leave behind in 2023 moving into 2024? Well, to go off what Paul Asia said, yeah, the White Sox were the biggest disappointment, but I don't want to go and just be like parroting. So let's talk about. The... As far as the White Sox, let's just leave Tony LaRusa behind. Yes. <laughs> Retire. So I'm just going to go in and talk about a little team, the, you know, team in my sweater. The Chicago Bears. It's radio. Y'all can't see. Let's just take a look. We lost to Jordan Love in his first ever, you know, <laughs> professional stop. Not his first professional start, but as the full-time starter for the Green Bay Packers in a pretty disappointing loss. We get annihilated by the Kansas City Chiefs. The most watched game of 2023 because Taylor Swift's in the bleeping crowd and all these people got to see the Bears suck ass. We're Swifties here, by the way. 
The Broncos, when Russell Wilson was playing, after they came off a 70-something point loss, we lose them 31-28. to We just barely lose. In a game that they were winning by like a couple touchdowns late, too. We annihilate Paul's Raiders. Yeah. That was during the Josh McDaniels era. We'll let that slide <laughs> we here. We just welcome to talk barely about squeak above the North, uh, the Carolina Panthers, the worst team in the NFL. We lose it to the Lions in the last friggin' second. The Vikings with a backup, backup quarterback. We just beat them by two. And then my favorite, Joe Flacco, comes out of retirement. 370 freaking yards. We just barely, a miracle play. Hail Marys never work. I've played mad enough to know they never friggin' work. Mooney catches it, kicks it off his dang foot. Intercepted. Bears lose. Joe Flacco is considered elite. He is Tim Tebow in the fourth quarter. Freaking clean house. Fire Getsy. Fire Ibrufus. Fire everybody. Oh, that's on my t-shirt here, too. Get rid of all of them. I am done. I want to be optimistic. But unless we clean house in the Chicago Bears up at Hallis Hall, no optimism. To be fair, it's the worst week of the season. So far, you know it's funny the, that the Browns are the team that's like beating up on the Bears right now. Um, but uh, something that kind of flashed on my Facebook timeline it was showing the hail mary from 2001 where the Bears beat the or the Bears tied the Browns to go to overtime and then Mike Brown gets the the interception. But then it was so long ago. You ever have deja vu? So if you're looking for some optimistic views for let's say the Chicago White Sox, I think for White Sox and White Sox fans, the organization, this is a chance to prove to your fan base, to choose to the critics, to show everyone everyone that you are serious about real structure and foundational change. We know that you can't really say that without a smile on your face and a little bit of a giggle, but this is the optimistic view of if it's going to happen, if there's an opportunity to prove to your fandom that you're serious about it, it's this moment right now. For the Chicago Bears, it's simple. You have choices. You have moves that are going to be frustrating. You have moves that are going to make people upset, that's going to break people's hearts, that's going to question whether or not people believe in your ability. But you have options. You have decisions to be made, and I think you have some talent that if you make the right choices, you could put yourself in a winning position. For the Chicago Blackhawks, is just go all in on Connor Bedard. Don't mess this up. Just make sure the fan base is back. You've done your best as an organization to make sure that you right any of those sins that your organization has done. Stay with that. Keep doing that. Stay on track. And if the Chicago Bulls are any indication of what the White Sox might have in hand, it's frustrating, it's tough, but again, you have to trust that the minds that are there are smart, are intelligent enough to make the right moves. For Bulls fans, it's simple. You got to hope that they just tank and dump all the salary and start over. Start fresh and hope that you can find your superstar. For the Chicago Cubs, it's simple. It's right there for you in the taking, but you have to make a move. You have to be aggressive enough to know that every opportunity is not guaranteed. And if right now, a manager that you really believe in fell in your lap, that's not enough to guarantee anything or to guarantee the success because that happened. You got lucky in that scenario. Now you have to create your own luck by getting certain players. And luckily you have the assets to do that. So there is some optimism for a lot of these teams. And I think as frustrating as it's been in 2023, 2024 can have some promise for a lot of these teams. And what I'm going to leave behind in 2023, and this is for all sports teams here, stop resting on your laurels and on your heritage and on your history and on a dumb fan base that spends all its money on jerseys, jerseys, season tickets, and concession stands. Because Chicago fan base deserves better. It's a smarter fan base than it's given credit for by the owners here. I challenge the owners of Chicago to do right by the fans. And I challenge the 
sports fan of Chicago to challenge the owners in these matters. That's the negativity I want to leave behind, but that's the challenge I want to send out to the fans and to the teams themselves. I guess I'll just leave it at this, that uh, 2022 was an intense year for me as a, as a Liverpool fan. 2023 was not as good <laughs> in the first half of the year, but the second half has been great. They're looking like that they might be competing for another title again this year. So that's that's where I'm leaving my negativity. I'm leaving 2023 Liverpool in 2023. And his fantasy football team in 2023. That too. You make me sick. 2023 has been awesome. It has been a wonderful growth for the show. Devin, Thank you so much for all the production work, for making sure we get on the air every single Sunday on WCPT and WSBC and all over the internet. I want to thank Paul for taking the reins of the production as producer of the Sports Cubicle. Some of the amazing guests that we've had in 2023, you could directly thank Paul for doing it. We want to thank Marvel for always making time for us, for always being there, for being an asset, and for being an awesome team member. And more importantly, we want to thank you, 2023 could not have happened without you, the listeners of The Sports Cubicle. We're down here in the basement of the basement of WCPT, and somehow you find us and make us a part of your day. So we want to thank you, and we want to wish each and every one of you a happy and healthy 2024. He's Devin Tingle. He's Paul Shavari. It's Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado.